Welcome everyone to the Inspired Jewish Woman podcast, a place to come together to meet other passionate Jewish women from around the globe. We here value unity and we come together from different backgrounds, places and stages in life. We focus on what unites us being a Jewish woman. We believe that every woman has a beautiful and unique light to shine to our community and to the world. In these podcast interviews, we find the light in others, and we learn from everyone. These are the topics that matter most to you and empower you to be the inspired Jewish woman that you want to be. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome, everyone, back to another installment of our weekly podcast, bringing on incredible Jewish women from all around the world. And just as I was setting this up, I'm listening to this conversation between Miriam Esther Baber from Chicago and Nomi Levitt from Portland. And I'm thinking to myself, how would it ever have been? You know, you guys are from different Jewish worlds. And it's just so beautiful and it really solidifies my mission and my drive and my passion about uniting Jewish women from all different backgrounds, from all around the world, because really there's so much that brings us together. We have so much in our core that unites us so much more than all the differences and the way we serve and the way we look and how we raise our kids. There is so much that we have in common. I'm gonna introduce both of you soon. Each one of you is a light in the world and in my world. And I feel that you'll both bring a different perspective on the same topic that all three of us are passionate about. The topic of vision boards and creating a vision that could really carry us forth. An expression, it goes, if you write it, you invite it. We visualize something. There's actually scientifically statistics that sports coaches for example, will actually take their athlete mm -hmm. through visualization practices, right. seeing himself or herself already succeeding. Right. And I know personally that this is a, a very powerful practice. So as we come into the new year, that is, you know, around the corner, so that's why I was kind of eager to get this out because we still have enough time to make some we, plans. We do. And it's beautiful to do it in Elul as we're going into Rosh Hashanah and we're thinking about where we want to go and what we want our life to contain. For us Jews that our new year is in the beginning of Tishrei, Elul Tishrei, this is the time of year for us to take stock what did we do last year? Where are we going this coming year? And I think of that every year because how do we want to come out of this time of year? Miriam, yeah. after I met you a couple years ago, maybe five, six years ago. You were right. a coach at a retreat that I went to. And I remember talking to you one-on-one -on -one and I right. was completely blown away by mm -hmm. your wisdom. So you are a talented coach. If you want to add to that and then share your Dvar Torah, how you would start a session like this. With regard to this Dvar Torah, it comes from Bereshit when Yaakov sends Yosef out into the field to find his brothers. And he's out and he's looking and he comes across a man who really is pretty nondescript. And there are those that say that it was the angel Gabriel. But this man asks him an incredibly important question. He asks him, Ma Tevakesh, what's your focus? What are you looking for? He says, well, I'm looking for my brothers. But the Katska Rebbe really brings this down and says, he found this man in the field. So he wasn't looking for this man. He just sort of happened upon him. But the message that he was bringing him was life-changing because 
Yosef heard not what are you looking for, but what's your focus. And from that, he was able to maintain through all of the trials and tribulations that he had to go through. Because while he's out in the field looking for his brothers now, we all know that he was in for a really amazing incredible journey. He was going to be sold into slavery. He was going to be thrown into prison. He was going to be made viceroy in in Mitzrayim. So there were so many things that were about to happen. And this man comes with this one simple little question, Ma Tevakesh, what's your focus? He was able to pull from that, that I must remain focused. And we know the story. How did he avoid the problem which ended him in the prison to begin with? Was he was focused. He focused on his father. He focused on his father's face. And that's how he avoided the problem. So we see that even in Torah, that we are required to focus. We're required to keep our focus and to really think about where we're going and what we're doing. And that's how we bring vision boarding into this. Maybe Nomi should give us a description. I'd like to introduce my friend Nomi, who is the power behind (laughs) bringing the Jewish Women's Renaissance Project trips to Portland. She's the one that heard about it, that brought it to the Kolel, that says, come on guys, let's go, let's make it happen. Why isn't Portland on the map? Nomi was born in the Netherlands. She and her daughters are dual citizens and her family loves to travel. She has a master's degree in the arts of teaching and started her own tutoring company after her second daughter was born. So it's really funny. I didn't know what vision boards were either. It wasn't until my very first women's retreat that Eve started out here that where I was like, I don't know, 50 of us out in Ariel, Washington at this retreat and it's November and it's gray and cold and we're all snuggled in our sweaters and we're doing all this journaling and crying and expressing our emotions. And I was like, what did I sign up for? And it was great. It was wonderful. I didn't go home. I was there. But at one point there was a vision board on the schedule. I didn't know what that meant. I think it was 45 minutes was allotted on the schedule. And we were told ahead of time, if you find magazine clippings or statements or quotes that you would like to include on your vision board, bring it. So I remember I was collecting quotes and pretty things that I'd found in some magazines. I said, maybe I'll use some of these. And women are all around this room, quiet in their element. And there's blank sheets of paper and there's magazines galore and there's glue sticks and there's scissors and there's pens. And all these women are engaged and they are creating and they were making some kind of paper creation that spoke to them that either showed their dreams or their goals or their plans. And what was amazing, it was allotted 45 minutes. After an hour, everyone was still busy. An hour and a half. I was just wrapping up, I think my third. And I'm looking around this room going, there's a need here. I'm gonna fill it with Eve's blessing. So at that moment, I stood in the back of the room and made on my WhatsApp, Women's Collective. And I said, we need to have an outlet for creativity for women. Because I'm sorry, we have 10,000 things on our to-do list and we put everyone else first. When's the time that I'm gonna sit down to paint? When am I gonna make a vision board? When am I gonna journal? When am I gonna make a bath bomb with my friends? I felt that there was this hunger for a creative outlet. And if it's not scheduled and if it's not offered, we're not gonna do it for ourselves. So I started the Women's Collective. It was a safe place to do and create and have someone else that was peer led the number of creative women who can make felt animals, who can paint, who can draw, who can do things with essential oils. Everyone was taking turns leading. So that was how Women's Collective started, was from your retreat. And that was the first time I did a vision board. So after that, I said, this was so cool. And a lot of women said, I didn't finish my vision board at the retreat. Can we do some more later? 
So I hosted another vision board making later, which was funny because I'd only done my first ones at the retreat. What was kind of amazing was I feel like right now for Elul, as we're getting ready, we're nine days away from this Jewish New Year. It's so beautiful to think and take stock and look at, okay, what are my dreams? What are my goals? What didn't happen? Where am I with God, with my spouse, with myself? A lot of people will say, it's time to put your ideas down on paper. That doesn't have to mean writing. It doesn't have to mean with a pen or a pencil or a computer. It can be a vision board. I think a vision board is a beautiful way to express yourself, to get your dreams and goals and plans ready for this new year. I think it's absolutely relevant any time of the year, as Miriam Esther said, but it's very, very meaningful as these holy days are coming right up to us. Wow. Thank you. So tell us a little bit more. I want to hear some practical advice. Miriam Esther, you mentioned meditation and journaling, Mm -hmm. even before the creative process. Tell us a little bit about that. So um, again, I've done it both ways and I've experienced myself and I've seen with other women that if we're just sat down at a table with a bunch of magazines, we're almost all going to the shiny stuff, right? We want the new car. Oh, look at this beautiful kitchen. Actually, I did this in conjunction with a friend. I had found that asking questions before they even get to the table. So we actually start out with a handful of questions that we email out when, you know, once people have signed up, asking what's the best thing in my life right now? And using those types of questions, what would I like to improve? I mean, using those types of questions that start people thinking about what is okay now and what else do I need? So we start the process before we even sit down at the table. And then once we're sitting at the table, I have probably a dozen or so questions, but I ask simple questions like listing six or seven things that you'd like to draw into your life. What types of family relationships and friendships do you want in your life? Are you interested in a love relationship? Do you have one? How would you like to see that change or improve? Would you like to draw a love relationship into your life? Those types of questions the women can really start to think about, okay, this is more than just the shiny things. It's more than, it's really about what my values are and what I'm looking to increase in my world. So That process, I usually do a vision boarding class about two hours long, because once you start with the journaling process, a lot of women don't even want to stop. At one point, we do a five-minute sprint where you just write anything and everything that comes into your head. Just five minutes, just write, write, write. And women are often surprised at some of the things that are buried underneath the surface. And then when we get to the vision boarding, it gets to a place where they're looking not for the the shiny things so much. Yeah, it's okay. If you do need a new car and that's what you'd like to draw in, that's also good. But it becomes less of a focus. It becomes the bonus in addition to the spiritual aspect that I want to build, the relationships that I want to create and nurture, it becomes more about our values. Yeah, and priorities, right? Priorities, right. Wow. As you're speaking, it's reminding me of a very profound teaching that I learned from Rabbi Zelig Pliskin. He says, yeah, he's an incredible author. And he talks a lot about how our thoughts lead to our words, lead to our actions. And everything goes in that direction. So I'm kind of thinking as you're talking about the process that you take the women on, it starts with contemplation. And then our words is like our written words. And then we could create something. 
it's like right. this flow of really consciousness. So like we know right. what we're doing. I usually just jump right in and get started. And but, right. but I love, I, I think next time I'm going to really take some time to think and to pause before creating. I would love to share with you or with anyone else, if you want to reach out to me privately, that's fine. I'd love to share some of the questions that I've used in the past, some that I kind of keep on the side for like second and third timers, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and the different techniques. I would be thrilled to share it so that more women can experience this. Thank you. Okay. And Nomi, I want to ask you your experience of, of creating spaces yeah. for women to come forward and right. use their creativity. And to give it a little bit of direction, not a lot. Right. You set the tables. You could even do this socially distancing. I mean, Absolutely. I, I did this about two weeks ago with a small group of women. Oh. And a lot of them were kind of like, mm, not for me. I'm not the crafty type. And after 45 minutes, no one right. got up. They wanted right. an hour. It's incredible. So it's tell amazing. me what you've experienced also, just creating these spaces for women right. and what it does for them. It's amazing. I think, first of all, setting aside time for ourselves. We talk about self-care. This is self-care. Absolutely. This is so, whenever my husband would see Women's Collective on the calendar, he's like, go, I got it, no problem. It was just mommy's night. Yes. Okay, goodbye. It was so supportive. And I think so many other husbands are either like, oh, she's going again. Or, oh, okay, goodbye. Because you come home happier and nicer and more fulfilled, honestly. So it's funny. One of the last vision boards that I hosted and there were women that came to my house. It was a Sunday night. I think it was only five women. And I was like, doesn't matter about the number. And I was getting the supplies ready all day. And I had magazines and papers and my kids were like, oh, this is great. Afterwards, can you leave the supplies out, mom, so we can play? Yes, absolutely. One of the women who came, it was her first time doing a vision board. She was a little nervous. It was a Sunday. And she said, you know, I'm, I'm putting some career goals on here. I've, I've applied for a job and I'm, I'm hoping for some good things. Um, and we had such a nice evening. So many women didn't know each other and they shared and chatted that night. And I think we really bonded nicely. Wednesday, she was offered a job wow. and accepted it. And I really feel like there is, there is absolutely something for this, that having our visions and our goals and having a visual in front of you is so effective. So I'll tell you, I share a closet with my husband, as many of us are lucky to do. And as you go into the closet, I have like an archway that on my half of the archway, I have my vision boards and my kids will see it and they'll ask and they'll check out and they'll look at the pictures. And I see it when I go pick out clothes. And for me, it's kind of like, okay, recentering, getting right back to the recalibrating, getting things. Okay. This is my focus. Here are the things. Oh yeah. I like that. That's good. It's such a beautiful kind of reset for me. And I love looking at that. And I think it's so beautiful. What's funny, a friend who has four daughters, she has her vision boards in the mudroom, which at first I was like, what? It's kind of public. I was surprised. And it's like the mudroom as you go to the garage. It's where all the coats are and the shoes and the purses. And I finally figured it out. It's the last thing she sees as she leaves the house. As she gets her jacket on, she grabs her purse and her kids are putting her shoes. Her kids see it. Her girls see mama. Those are mama's things. And those are important to her. So it's important to me. It's the first thing when she comes back home that she sees and she puts her things away. It's kind of helping reclaim a sanctuary. It reminds me of a mezuzah. This is my house. This is a Jewish house. This is something that I've helped create and I'm sending standards for and I'm putting in front of me visually. And that was so bold and brave, I thought, having your vision boards in a mudroom, but her girls are amazing. And they have this beautiful mom as an example. And I love that. Um, I thought that was incredible. 
it's kind of serving as a reminder. We love to be inspired, but inspiration wears off so easily. And we need a lot of doses of inspiration. Like we just, we need to hear the same things again and again and again. And in a way, these vision boards, if you put it front and center in a place that you'll see it when you come, when you go all the time, you're just kind of strengthening yourself with with key words. Like this is who I am. These are the values I want to live my life with. So powerful. Yeah, I want to share an experience that I had a dear friend of mine, Deborah Goldstein, you know, Deborah, mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. community, she's actually been a presenter on one of our uh, inspired Jewish women virtual retreats. And she taught me this incredible tool, the power of as if, mm-hmm. and you oh. have a conversation with someone as if your greatest dream has already happened. So for example, I, I remember hearing about it and she was talking to our friend, Leah Katz who had this dream of writing her book. And Deborah pushed her and said, well, what are you wearing to your, to your book signing? And, and, and described it down to the shoes. She was wearing the cute heels that she has in the back of her closet. She knew what color she was wearing. She had the whole event planned out. And right now her book is already at the publisher. This was only a couple wow. months ago. I know. Right. <laughs> power of visualization how if we really, really see it so clearly, it mm-hmm. goes into us, we could start believing it and we could start becoming it. Right. So really no dream that is too big. And I love that example, Nomi, of your friend that needed a job, wanted a job, dreamt it, and then it just, it happened. That was it, yeah. Was amazing. So I'd love to share one trip, uh, one little trick that I think is so helpful that for some of us, the going through the magazines and looking for the shiny stuff, maybe it's a little daunting. And some people doing that with others are like, oh, okay, magazine turn. I don't like, okay, I don't like Oprah. Okay. Ooh, that one. Yeah. Sometimes that is awkward. Sometimes it's great. And sometimes the pressure of that of like, oh, everyone else has started. I should, no, it's okay. Take your time, do your thing. Sometimes the magazine hunting is great. What I've done is when I get magazines at home and I find something I like, I tear it out as long as it's my magazine, I tear it out right away. I have a folder where my keys are and where my phone gets charged and my folder keeps all those magazine clippings and things. So that when I have a vision board night, I've got a folder of goodies and maybe I won't use all of them. Maybe I'll put them out in the center and say, ladies, here's a whole bunch, go nuts. But it's so nice to already to know like, I'm gonna use that someday, it's gonna be planned having that folder has been lovely. And I love when that folder gets full because then it's time, it's time to do something with it. The one thing I'd like to say for those of us who have kids at home, especially now, uh, a lot of us will say, okay, art time is to keep the kids busy. I don't do the art. I maybe help with the art or the creativity. I do it privately or they do their own thing. I really would like to encourage everyone as this new year is coming, do art next to your kids. Doesn't matter what age they are. Mine are almost nine, almost 11. It used to be I'd put out stretch canvas and the paints and I'd help them and I'd pour and I'd let them do their thing. And now I put my own canvas next to them and I paint with them because them seeing you do art, they're going to value that. They're going to, oh yeah, mom does that too. I'm going to do art. Okay. They're going to do that writing thing. I'm going to do that writing thing. What a beautiful dugma'a we can each be to our kids at home who see mom's taking a moment. I could go fold laundry, but I'm going to stop and I'm going to do the art with them. That's such a gift to give our kids, to show them this is important to me too. Wow. That's something I'd love to encourage everyone to do. I love that. Those are really good tips. And I love that Hebrew word, dukma'ah, to be an example, right? We we try to teach and teach and teach. And really the strongest teachings we'll ever do is by example. 
is so, modeling it. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell me, both of you, if you could just chime in and what basic supplies would we need to even do it? Like, let's say someone is listening and they're inspired. What do they need? I usually start with a poster board, right? And it doesn't have to be giant poster board. It could actually be an eight and a half by 11. And you can start there. You don't have to like put yourself off. If you're planning to do it at a future time, go buy what you'd like, what looks beautiful to you, but don't not do it because you don't have the big, beautiful pink paper. Um, it, so a piece of paper um, or two or three and magazines, just disposable magazines, uh, glue stick, pens, and your heart. I love that, that's beautiful. So I like to have scissors available, but you mentioned Miriam Esther that maybe people want to tear and sometimes tearing looks different, feels different. Right. Yeah. Right. So I had someone lead me in a vision boarding and they were insistent that I tear. And I was miserable <laughs> through the whole first part of it until I finally just picked up my scissors. I, I went and got my own scissors and said, I'm done. I'm not tearing anymore. It's not my style. It's not comfortable to me. So, so yeah, it is, it's a matter of your comfort level, whether you like the, the tear, the raw, the rawness of the raw paper, or you like things neat and orderly, the scissors are optional. I just wanted to say a vision board is really a combination of images and words. They could look so different and there really is no right or wrong way. Some person Correct. might want to cut and some person might want to tear. And I love yeah. that you were able to say, no, this doesn't feel right for me because it's only yours. Right. So yeah, Nomi, what did you want to say? So I don't want people to feel like, oh, I don't want to go to Michael's. I don't have money. I don't have, you know, it doesn't have to be like this. Um, right. Honestly, so in normal times, our libraries here in Portland usually have a free box of magazines that people will submit or give their extras to. So when libraries are open, please God, that's a great alternative. But honestly, you can post on your Facebook or your group neighborhood, who has some extra magazines? People love to share this stuff. Um, anyone who's in Portland right now can totally message me later. I have a box that I will put on my porch just for you. Feel free to go through them. I keep them for this purpose exactly. I'm happy to share. But right, it doesn't have to be the pretty pink pa paper as Miriam Esther said. It can be whatever. If you found wrapping paper left over, use that. It doesn't have to be a certain thing. It doesn't have to be the scrapbook paper with the pretty glitter on it. It's whatever you want. And there's no rules. It doesn't have to be a certain thing. It's what you make of it. And that's the best part. It doesn't matter if it came from Michael's or from your kid's closet. Right. In one of our earlier podcasts with Miriam Grunhaus, she had a powerful line. She said, take your mess into your message. And I feel that oh. with scrapbooking, right? We could really do that. Like sometimes we have chaos in our mind and it comes out as chaos. In fact, right. I, I've learned in the last week or so that there is very little space that I give myself in my life. Everything has to be busy and full and full and do and do and go and go. And someone told me actually, there should be some empty spaces, Eve. And, and I've been thinking about that a lot. Yes. What does that look like? And for me, it's hard to make empty spaces because I like to do and go and go and give and just, it's very hard, but I'm realizing, yes, there should be empty spaces. So all my vision boards that I've made, and I, I usually do it once a year, at least they're all cover to cover, edge to edge, full. There's not one empty space. And 
I'm going to be a little bit more mindful about leaving a little bit of white space. It doesn't all have to be filled in. There could just be right. time to be and right. to catch your breath. And I think going into the new year, I actually need a little bit of that empty space. So it's very symbolic, right? Everything that you're doing is really symbolic in who you are and who you want to be. So if either one of you want to share just one last thing, if you have something that you want to close with, now is a good time. If there's any, any other tip or advice or maybe how people could reach you if they want to follow you or reach out to you for some coaching. Okay. Well, you can find me, Miriam Baver, on YouTube. I'm also on Facebook under Miriam Esther. Um, and Miriam Baver, I have a um, coaching page there also under Miriam Baver. Um, or you can email me at coachmiriambaver at gmail.com. Thank you. And thank you for all your advice and tips and Torah and just your light, your beautiful radiant light. Thank you. Thank you. And Nomi, what about you? Any last yeah. words? Um, I just, I say, make a point to just create and, and make stuff and don't judge because we're such harsh critics of what we do. And it's so hard to just, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not artsy. Mm -hmm. Don't don't worry about those labels and don't put those those terms on you. Just make something. It's such a good outlet. It's such a beautiful thing. Um, I'm on Facebook. Nomi, love it. Feel free to email me also. It's my first name, last name together at gmail.com. And uh, otherwise, Eve knows how to get a hold of me. But really, people who are Portland-based, please be in touch because I'd love to do something that I know there's supplies on my front porch, pick it up and we can all do a Zoom um, vision board night. I think that'd be amazing. I'd love to do that. You know, Nomi, your, your lesson, your teaching of having your children next to you is, is really speaking to me very loudly. And I, what I'm, what I'm seeing and what I'm feeling right now is we should talk to ourselves the way we talk to our children. Mm -hmm. So we want them to see us being okay with it not being perfect. We mm -hmm. want to give that message to them. So we should do it right. side by side and really practice what we preach. I'm going to end with a beautiful teaching that I learned about this time of year. We start out in the month of Elul, but we start off with Elul as being this expression of love between us and our creator, right? Elul is the acronym for Ani Lidodi Vidodi Li. I'm to my beloved and my beloved is to me. Big heart. It's like we're repairing because we've just come through hard, hard Jewish times in the calendar. So this expression of love and then the next, the next point on this journey that we're on will be the high holidays, the yamim noraim, nora, awesome. You could think fear, you could think trepidation, judgment, everything will be determined. On Rosh Hashanah, when that shofar is blown, everything will be kind of set in motion for the coming yes. year. We could vision board all we want, <laughs> but God is going to set things. It's going to be signed. And on Yom Kippur, right. it's going to be sealed. When Ne'ilah comes, the, the, the locking, Na'ul, to lock, the gates of Shemayim, we always know that they're always open to tears, they're always open to prayers, but things are set in motion for the next year. So why do we go from this expression of love to this expression of fear? And then right after that, on Sukkot, the Sukkah is like a hug from God, right? It's, mm. It actually represents a hug. It has to be two and a half walls like a hug a hug god is actually we're stepping out of our comfort zone going out saying god i'm with you and it's like standing under the chuppah so we go from love to fear and then to love and the answer that i found that really really talks to me is that you need to have a blueprint 
You need to have a vision to know where you're getting to. What's the goal? What's the purpose? If we just went in without the love and straight into the fear and the, and the, and the intenseness of the high holidays, we might not know how to get through it. First, we need to know, yes, there's going to be love in the beginning. There's going to be love at the end. It's kind of having, it's like GPS, like where is your final destination? Like you have to plug it in. So how will we plug it in? And then we go through it and we're like, I hope I'm going the right direction. And then we get there because we know where we're going. So I just find the vision board and the whole message of planning, of envisioning, of dreaming big, of coming to God prepared is so huge. And I think this small exercise and make it as large as you want can actually move us in this right direction and help us get ready. Okay, well, thank you so much. And feel free to share this and, and let's spread the good vision boarding message out there to the world. Yes. And I, we're gonna be like running out of glue sticks. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. We value that you are a part of our community. Be sure to check out our other podcast episodes and to learn more about the work that we do at Inspired Jewish Women, please check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and on our website at www.inspiredjewishwomen.com. Notice that we use the word woman and not woman in plural, because Jewish women are most powerful when we bond together and we together can create amazing, positive changes in the world. Bye for now. Hope to see you again soon so we could continue this conversation.